Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio. I'm your host Rose Jimenez and I would like to thank the founders of the Seika Network 
for giving me this opportunity to bring you the show every week on a Thursday evening where we talk about all things Reiki and healing surrounding Reiki and um, a lot of the things that the founder of Reiki, Mikao Sui, was interested in and things that he felt would be wonderful for our personal and spiritual growth, things that help us find out and realize what the meaning of life really is, and um, all of those things. Reiki is a universal life force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the cause of problems and what healing is necessary. The Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing and instantaneously confers sacred potential for healing, protection, and spiritual development. Um, I'd like you to know that if you have any questions regarding Reiki, you can email me at rose at violetrosereiki.com. You can visit my website, which is violetrosereiki.com. You can also find me on Facebook and most social media under Violet Rose or Violet Rose Reiki. Also on Facebook, I have a page called Reiki Board, which was formed three years ago to provide distance Reiki healing for free for humans and animals all over the world. Reiki Ward does two to three rounds of healing every day at a minimum, and we place the requests that come into the ward via the page that is called Reiki Ward on our Healing Crystal Grid for 24-7 energy work and healing. We have grown to have about 400 Reiki practitioners who assist us every day. They go to the page. And they look and see which of the um, which posts have been put up for healing, which requests have come in for healing, and they start sending Reiki. And um, we work as a huge team, and we would be very happy to send Reiki your way. Just uh, as I said, you can look for the page. It's called Reiki Ward. So on Facebook, in Reiki Ward or Reiki Ward page. Post your healing request the same way you would post any other request on a wall or you know, the same way you would post on anybody's wall. And we'll get right on it. This evening on Violet Reiki Radio, my guest is Mira Tanik, who is an empathic psychotherapist and author. He's a strategic intervention coach and a hypnotherapist. Merrick received his bachelor and master degrees at the University of Notre Dame. Following his postgraduate studies, Merrick emphasizes most innovative counseling techniques, bridging therapy, the newest scientific discoveries with ancient wisdom. Merrick's extensive therapy experience is drawn from his intervention into areas of severe drug and alcohol addiction, torture and trauma counseling, working with victims of wars and strategic relationship therapy. Merrick continues to explore the legitimate and effective role of mysticism in his practice. 
His research reveals an undeniable link between new science and the paranormal. And those of you who are Reiki practitioners know that the founder of Reiki, Mikao Sui, was very much interested in all things of mysticism and metaphysical and everything like that. And I'm sure he would love this show if he were here today. In Murek's new book, I Am a Modern Mystic, So Are You, How to Engage Your Intuition for Real Change, Murek dynamically demonstrates how readers can learn how to harness the power of the mystical by exploring the phenomenon through scientific research findings, heartfelt personal stories, and penetrating interviews, Merrick encourages readers to view their own life as an extraordinary event. That being said, let's see if I have Merrick here in the queue. Hi, you're on with Violet Reiki Radio. Hello, can you hear me? Hi. Yeah, is this Merrick? Yes, this is me. This is calling from uh, Down Under, on the other side of the world. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Well, good morning, yes. It's a new morning. And uh, I always like to say to all my friends on the other side of the globe that if you ever wondered uh, whether the world's going to end, we'll just call Australia, and uh, you'll be happy to find that uh, the world is going on. Well, you've just proven there is an October 23rd coming here for us. (laughs) It is. It is October 23rd, right here. We've got a brand new day. It's a, it's a beautiful day um, and full of hope. Great. Lovely. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest this evening. Uh, when I read about you and, and saw what you're about and saw your book, uh, I said, you know, this would be great if I could get him onto the show. And here you are. Thanks very much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity, Rose. That's really lovely. You're welcome. So, Mary, let's start out with how did you get on the path that you're now on? How did you come to this path? Okay. Um, in 1853, no, we're not going to go that far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's very very spontaneous phenomena. It's something that happened to me um, uh, while actually I was involved um, in my previous incarnation when I was working as a uh, professional photographer. Um, there was an observation that uh, has been made by um, some of uh, uh, my people that I work with, uh, especially uh, the makeup artists that were working very closely uh, with me. They were just observing that I'm using special kind of um, special kind of lighting uh, to match uh, the, uh, uh, the people that I was photographing. And I never actually thought of it like that. Um, you know, I didn't think much of it until um, actually I've gravitated into the studies of, uh, of psychotherapy. And uh, when I was going through my psychotherapy um, uh, studies at university, at the very, very uh, early ages, when I had a contact um, with my uh, with my new clients, whether they were in a group or whether it was uh, one-on-one, I just noticed that there is a uh, some form of energy, something that uh, that it's actually going through um, while the um, session is uh, is, uh, is is brought about. And I thought, well, 
perhaps I need to go a little bit deeper into this, but the only way I can actually do this it will be just if I actually remove myself and just observe the situation. I observe what, what is really going on. So I couldn't really uh, put my finger on it. Um, just so that I first start to observe what is this energy, what is this thing, what is this intuitive um, path that I'm, uh, and I'm on here. Uh, the difference between... Um, between my uh, uh, experience in photography and my psychotherapy journey was that uh, in photography I was very um, conscious about photographing a person, meaning uh, the soul of the person, rather than an exterior. So um, I only had a fraction of the second which is allowed by the camera, um, uh, like fractions of the, of the second that the shutter can open, and that moment and I'm able to actually, so to speak, penetrate the cracks in, the, in that person and photograph the soul. And um, that, would, that, that makes a difference between photography um, um, as a photographing a real person or photographing just an exterior. Now, in the, in the psychotherapy context, a uh, very similar thing um, exists. So uh, that penetration, that, uh, of course, by the permission of, uh, of the person that I'm, that I'm interacting with, um, waiting for those cracks, but in psychotherapy context, I have uh, like an hour, like an hour to to do this. But sometimes it happens very very quickly, uh, but sometimes um, it takes a little bit longer to um, to go into actually the alliance with the other soul. So this type of realization led me to explore that energy and just um, just find uh, what it's really going on. Wow, that's interesting. So from photography, the photography brought you onto a whole other path, in other words. Yes, because photography, um, and now on a reflection, uh, which I probably didn't realize before, um, is is, is 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 one of the forms of employing your intuition. Once you employ your intuition then uh, you can explore other phenomena, like mysticism, for example. Uh, it is, um, it's, a, it's, it's a vehicle, and whatever vehicle we use, I found um, after interviewing many, many, many people, professional and, and others and, and clients and, and uh, all the people wherever I go, uh, it's very consistent that we all possess kind of a vehicle that we're using to get in connection with the with a with a with a divine uh, with the with the whole of creation that's our longing to to uh be part of to have that union with um, with an ultimate with the with a, with the ultimate consciousness okay you know it's funny it reminds me and it sounds like Years ago, I had taken some classes in the Ewan method. I don't know if you've ever heard of that method. Mm. It was yes. developed by a chiropractor, Dr. Cam Ewan, who had spent time in a Shaolin uh, monastery. And he mm-hmm. developed this method of healing where you can heal things from the past and in the present, from lifetimes before, etc., etc. And during the classes, I was trying to keep everything scientific and go by what they said we should be doing and and just try to keep it very logical, analytical, left brain, not using the right brain, not going there. And 
being a natural born psychic, I'm comfortable using my right brain and my intuition and my psychic ability. So this was like totally against my grain, but I was trying very hard to be logical, scientific, use the method, use the, the diagrams. And finally, at one point, I got so frustrated with that that I said, you know, to hell with it. I'm using my intuition. I'm just going right into this person, and, and that's what I'm going to do, and I don't care anymore. So one of the, <laughs> one of the, um, the interns there came over and said, you know, you're doing great. And I said, to her, well, you know, I really have to, truth be told, I have to confess, I'm not using your method. I'm using total intuition. And, 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 you know, psychic ability. And she's like, that's okay. Yes. You don't, you're right. And I'm like, I am? <laughs> no. Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, Rosie, you're one of those fortunate people that uh, can do this uh, type of shortcut, if you like, because ultimately we all like to use an intuition because this is a, this is a form of, uh, that goes beyond the reason, be, beyond any experience and, and skills. This is actually the essence of us to to connect with a, a, a union with the, uh, with a conscious universe. And um, it, so if you can employ your uh, intuition, if you can tap into it, uh, you know, quickly, and you're aware of it, um, you're 50% there. I mean, at least 50%, maybe, maybe even I'm using 50% because it just comes to my mind that um, any form of success is based on, 50% uh, of, of any success is based on actually showing up. So if you can right. actually be aware of that, of, of, of the intuition, you're already there. So in my... For example, in my book, uh, being conscious that um, also not everyone will um, be, be aware of, uh, of, uh, of the power of the intuition that they already have, um, I've used different examples from um, different examples uh, to, to reach, reach out to the, to the readers and people that uh, might have a, a different understanding. So, for example, I, I, I draw the comparisons between um, the quantum physics, uh, new science uh, in physics and, and biology, combined with the ancient wisdom um, of, of Aristotle, for example, that would say uh, the function of every human person is to be happy through meaningful life, and uh, and also psychotherapy and uh, the representatives of uh, of, um, of representatives of uh, uh, of uh, therapeutic. Um, um, Approaches like uh, Victor Frank, who was, talk who was talking heavily on meaning, what what does meaning, uh, what, what what it is, and how we how can we have and, and lead happy life through meaning. Or Carl Rogers, who was talking about essentiality of uh, of a connection and the relationship. Uh, all of these things um, combined together, um, I've found that this is all talking about this one thing. It just depends for what kind of a uh, understanding of the world we have at that moment. Right. You know, I, I notice in, in my own work, um, at some point, we were led away from the mysticism. We were led away from the right brain thinking and the intuition, and we were led down the road of it has to be logical. It has to make sense. And that's mm -hmm. not always 
case when you're dealing with mysticism. So, you know, what is mysticism and what are some of the misconceptions about it? Yes, well, the whole word uh, mysticism, it's it, it's quite mysterious. It, it's kind of a, uh, it's a, it's a relatively uh, new word. I mean, it's not new because, you know, mysticism has been around for uh, for the dawn of man. However, uh, more and more uh, people realize that actually certain concepts that were um, misconceived have a different, a little bit different meaning. Mysticism is basically um, an experience of union, experience of union with a, with a divine, with a, a universal consciousness, uh, is non-local, therefore is non-local, similarly to uh, to intuition. And um, uh, different people have a different um, uh, of different um, opinions about mysticism. But I I like um, I like how Albert, Albert Einstein he um, married the concepts. You know, with uh, we all know that he was a brilliant brilliant physicist, but also a philosopher. Mm-hmm. And he says something about about um about mysticism and i really like that quote he says that the finest emotion of which we are capable is the mystic emotion anyone to whom this feeling is alien who is no longer capable of wonderment and lives in a state of fear is a dead man to know that uh, what is uh, impenetrable for us really exists and manifests itself as the highest wisdom and the most reliant beauty whose growth forms alone are intelligible to our poor faculties. This knowledge, this feeling, is the core of the true religious sentiment. As we know, uh, Albert Einstein was not a religious person. However, through his discoveries in his passion in physics, he undeniably um, confirmed that there is a universal consciousness, however we want to call it, and that it just makes the whole uh, universe work and uh, or whether, materi- uh, whether universe materializes out of consciousness or whether universe just exists. And so we've got this longing, we've got this longing to, 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 to belong. And so the mysticism is beyond rationality. It's be- beyond senses. It's beyond um, um, any uh, type of concept. So it's very it's very difficult to define mysticism. You just have to really you have to experience it. Um, similarly with uh, with intuition, but there are ways there are ways of of practicing and practice is uh, uh, you know through practice and um, we can achieve um, anything, um, including including happy life through intuition through mysticism. So in my book, I just encourage all the readers to look not too far away for that mystical experience, but within themselves. And I think uh, probably the easiest way to go into those type of realms is just to quiet your mind. Um, and also your heart can help you to make your uh, mind stillness and make your make your whole body co- in, uh, in, can hard can put in the cohesiveness of the whole of your system. Um, perhaps later on, um, uh, you know, if we if we have enough time, I'd like to uh, give our readers and uh, our listeners today 
a, a little bit of a gift, uh, like a practical gift of how anybody, anywhere, can actually get into the uh, state of uh, mystical uh, through practice, of course. But I, I will be very happy to um, just to demonstrate a few minutes um, uh, and offer to our listeners to take something with them today. Oh, that would be great. That would be wonderful. I know that uh, I always encourage people. Of course, I have another show on Friday afternoons, which is Readings with Rose, and uh, I encourage everyone. And again, I'm I just, you know, I'm wondering when uh, we got away from the mystical, so to speak, when we got so scientific and we got so, you know, it has to be logical, it has to be rational, and if there's no proof, then it means nothing. Because I tell everyone on the show, you know, because it's like everyone has psychic ability. Now, people, granted, I was born with it. It's natural. I didn't have to develop it, which is why I don't teach psychic development classes. But um, Mm -hmm. I always refer people to those people who do. But I always tell everyone, we all have intuition. It's in there. As a matter of fact, Mikhail Usui, who's the founder of Reiki, used to do his uh, Reiki by intuition solely. And it was after a while that his uh, the next person, you know, his first student or his first, um, you know, person who came to him to learn Reiki was uh, Dr. Hayashi. And Dr. Hayashi brought the formal, again, he's a doctor, so at science enters the mix. He brings in the formal hand positions for Reiki. But prior to Dr. Hayashi's hand physicians, uh, Usui, Usui Sensei used to just use his intuition, let his, his intuition guide where he had to place his hands and what was needed, and that was it. So I'll tell people, follow, always follow your gut, follow your intuition. Your intuition is what I call your internal GPS. You know, you're in a car and you're driving and you you need to find your way. So everybody puts on that GPS. I said your intuition, otherwise known as your gut, uh, is your GPS. And in that case, it stands for guided perfectly by spirit. You have to let spirit guide you. And as you said, it's, it's that connection. You're connected through spirit, you're connected to the main source, which is divine source, God, Buddha, Muhammad, whatever your religion is, but spiritually speaking, it's the source. You never yes, go wrong absolutely. with that. Never will go wrong absolutely. with that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, that connection, um, if it's true that we are made of uh, of that universal stuff, and it is, and um, uh, we are basically entity of uh, of the stardust that comes from uh, from that one universal consciousness, which we which we shortly call God. And uh, yes, once we have a natural natural inclination to get back so to speak to get back to that to that union that it's almost like we've uh, we've uh, materialized some you know over and, and and develop over the over the period of time out of the out of this uh, pure consciousness uh, universal consciousness of god and now we're just trying to come back home type of thing 
and we try to rationalize it because we have a brains that actually a lot of the times actually stays in the way of connecting back into the divine. Um, brain is this amazing entity that it's uh, just, that just give us all these um, rationalities and 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 uh, possibilities of uh, of advancement. However, without the heart, where actually intuition um, has got the closest connection, the brain wouldn't be able to function very very well, so to speak. I mean, even from the physiological point of view, uh, when you think about it. The heart can live without the, without the brain, but the brain cannot live without the heart. When you think about it, um, now, uh, why would that be? Why would that be? Uh, I mean, from the physiological point of view, again, and that's something that, that we don't often talk about, is that heart uh, is uh, it, it's some... It's not only a, a metaphoric kind of a um, kind of an entity, where but also in in, a, uh, in, a, in poetry and, and ancient wisdom, and the heart comes up as, as a center of our universe, not the brain. I mean, some of us might be uh, might be uh, uh, familiar with uh, with the descriptions of the heart, uh, poetic descriptions, uh, like for example, for example, a sacred heart. We, we don't talk about the sacred brain; we talk about right. the sacred heart. Yeah. From the physiological <laughs> point of view, it's, uh, we, know, we know now that uh, the heart is sending 5,000 more messages every day to the brain than the other way around. That, that is a wonder. That, that, is a, that is an interesting point here. And I'd like to add something more even to it, like that in a human development at the fourth week of the human uh, development, there is a... a there is a structure called uh, a neurotube, which part of it, uh, it develops into heart and the other part develops into future brain. Um, interestingly, interestingly enough, the heart, while the, the brain is still a hollow tube, the heart fully develops uh, to the point where it's self-initiated uh, and for the first time, in the fourth, around the fourth week, just go with the first beat. It just goes boom. There is no brain. There's nothing to initiate that first beat. That's something mysterious. That's, that's something uh, wondrous. That's something amazing. How does it happen? But it does happen. And so now we're talking about intuition. Now we talk about heart. How does the heart know what's more important, the brain or the heart? You know, and then then it opens the just big can of worms. Uh, but w- all, all in that, we intuitively know, we know that there is so much more to us than just the brain and images. And um, I think where intuition starts, I think it all starts um, in our hearts. I think you're right. And, and ironically enough, I just wrote a new poem last night that was called Heart and Soul. And basically <laughs> with a poem, <laughs> weird. Uh, what the poem speaks about is that, you know, we all live in the pompousness of our own ego. And this is why, you know, and we wonder why we're suffering. Why are we suffering? It's because, well, your ego is coming from your brain, from your mind. And it's telling you know, there's a lot of contradiction, fear, doubt, all of that's going on in, you know, what they call the monkey mind. But yeah. the heart, the heart flows freely with unconditional love, no parameters, no question, no doubt, because the heart is guided by the soul. 
and the heart knows your true and authentic self and your true needs. So when you're living in your true vibration, being guided by your heart and soul, living in your own authenticity in the moment, that's when you're in perfect bliss and, and, and you find happiness because there's a major difference between what you desire and want and what you need. If we all lived in what we need, we'd be fine. But because the mind starts telling you, well, you deserve this, you have to have this, you know, and, and you know, if not, then you're going to be rejected. And then the fear sets in and it just sets off a myriad of craziness. And that's why most people are really not happy. I mean, look at the advertising uh, industry. How do they how do they sell stuff? They make us afraid that oh we don't have that we need that oh my god. <laughs> so it's all yes. on the mind, but you're right. I mean the heart. I truly believe the heart is guided by the soul, and um, everybody's worried about the mind, but that's not where it's at, so to speak. <laughs> exactly, and um, yes, all the worries, all the anxieties they uh, come directly from our mind. Our mind yeah. tries, tries to figure out, just to figure out, just to rationalize, just to make some sense. But actually, uh, when we tap into the intuition, into the mystical realm, and just believe and trust this feeling, um, we find ourselves without any suffering, without any uh, confusion. But interestingly, when we talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, when we talk about suffering, suffering and despair, I'd like to um, always uh, bring about uh, uh, the statue uh, of, of Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was a psychiatrist and, uh, and a psychologist that, that developed um, a, a approach, philosophical approach to therapy called logotherapy. Um, logo means wisdom. Um, he would um, proclaim that... Um, life is not worth living without a meaning in it. And uh, he spent um, years in concentration camp in Auschwitz. And he actually, while he was there, he was all sudden kind of uh, conducting a, and, and not experiment, but he was observing, observing how the human beings are, uh, are behaving under the extreme circumstances where there is absolutely no hope, there is absolutely no meaning. But he found that no matter how drastic and how um, desperate uh, the situation is, human beings can rise above it and they can find the meaning. They, they can find the meaning in, in little things. So he proposed, he proposed like a almost mathematical equation. He said that D, which stands for despair, equals S, which stands for suffering, minus M, which is meaning. So he said, we get into despair only under those circumstances where we suffer without meaning, without cause, without, without any, any sense. So just, uh, I, I, like this, I like this explanation by uh, Victor Frank and uh, saying simply, look, um, you need to tap into something higher. And we are the only, only entities, we human beings, that actually can do this because we do come from that creation, from that conscious creation, from that uh, 
conscious awareness, which is which is God, and um, certainly uh, when we pause and think and say, well, la- why don't we just um, allow ourselves to learn how to employ intuition and get into those realms like mysticism, like into intuitive um, awareness, just awareness about what is this, what is really going on. You know uh, what our lives is really about. You know, are we happy? Why, why are we happy or not happy in our jobs? Um, it, it just means that maybe we didn't listen to our inner, inner, inner voice. Uh, we, we, we often get caught up in in um, uh, thinking that perhaps um, perhaps what's more important is paying bills or, or perhaps building a big house. Or, or but then when we strip from all of that. Quite often, when you talk to people, uh, they um, been exper- experienced um, harshly. They look into life from the different perspective. They actually can find a more um, more meaning in this in this whole uh, system that we are surrounded. We will try to um, survive and make some sense out of it. But I'd say. Um, Going into intuition, going to the realm of, of mystical connection and union with the with the divine, uh, which is uh, non-local, and then we we own something, we own something. So practice, and uh, just like Aristotle would say, um, uh, happiness is um, attained by practicing and doing things, virtuous things, until we get to that to that realm. So basically, happiness. Is a habit. Yeah, it's also a habit, and you know they've they found that in the poorest of areas in the world, poor people, poor communities, simple, you know, simple impoverished people, they're happy. You know, they may have no money, yeah. they may have no you know possessions, no things like you know we have, but they're happier. And I think sometimes. Because when you get to that point, I mean, I've been there in my life twice, you kick into survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, I don't know if it's been proven or not, but you are really running on your gut. You're you're running on um, intuition. Because animals don't speak and they don't go to jobs and they don't, you know, have possessions and things. But animals have that instinct to survive, and I think that's why they're so connected to the universe. They're connected to the earth. They're connected to, you know, divine source. You know, they'll know when an earthquake or a tsunami is coming because the mind is still, and the intuition antennae, the GPS, is up at all times in order to survive. We've lost that, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's a very good analogy, Rose. Um, the whole um, creation, uh, animals, for example, they in tune with the uh, with the uh, with the creation, with the universe, more attunedly than we are, because we've got this thing called um, reason. Uh, we can actually uh, make choices, make conscious choices, counterintuitive. Um, we are just the, just the creators. Where actually animals, they don't. Um, um, have this uh, th- this capacity, which for us it's uh, it's a blessing and a curse, and that's that whole idea of of choice. 
is um, it, it can be looked from a, from a different perspective. But we do have a choice be, because we are uh, the creators. We are we are made um, on the image of uh, of the creator, and so we are able to um, to be in tune with in both. Uh, in intuition, or if we choose, we can rationalize, or maybe we can create, and then we can destroy. It. So we've got those powers, and um, you know, much will be expected of people that uh, is much entrusted to. And so, we human beings, we somehow uh, we are very fortunate to be in this position, but it can be very, very confusing at the same time. Right, right. Especially when you have distractions, like you know, Facebook, Twitter cell phones, selfies, and all that stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we create all those toys, you know, we think, you know, they are important. And right. we create all this all this technology, which is fine, which is great, you know, it's just but this is this is a form of searching, a, a continuous searching towards the same the same goal. How to reach out, how to reach out an ultimate goal, how to um Get into that point of union with the uh, with with the universe. So we, so we're looking from different perspectives, and 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 I think we're living in a wonderful, extremely amazing times where we actually are witnessing all those roads they that they lead into this one one this one union. That's one um, that uh, I am, as I as I'd like to say, I am as a as a creative beginning of everything so it's it's like we've left home and now we're just, we're just coming back and uh, from all different directions so the way i see it it's um uh, it's like we're all coming from uh, different sources different philosophies different approaches different roads but the old roads you know they all just lead to this one thing that hopefully we can we, we, we can um, attain it through our awareness uh, in not very far time from now. Alright. So um, what impact do you want to see on the world in with, you know, with your mission, what you're doing? What would you like to see come to light in the world? Yes. I would like to see people to be aware aware of the uh, capabilities of their powers. I know uh, when we say, well, you know, we've got all the powers that we need. Of course we do. We all have. We are we are, we are the creators. And we can do anything that we actually set our hearts on. And what's in the way, of course, it's, uh, it's, it's the fear, it's of the unknown, and it's all those things, the traumas that we have to go through, uh, the discouragement and, and all of that. But this, this is all that all lives in our brains. If we can employ our hearts, and that's what I'd like to see more of, and I'm not the only one, of course. You know, it's, um, uh, people are talking about it more and more, and it's, and it's a great opportunity that we actually talk about it, and we, we must talk about it, we must talk about it for as much as possible, because we all have that intuition. So for me, it's just to encourage people to be aware to, um, like someone will put it, like just to wake up and um, live um, instead of sleepwalking, be living in awareness. And intuition is a fantastic, fantastic way of realizing um, how to do this, how to come back to our natural state of being, that which is uh, which is happiness in, in through the meaningful life. So I would like to encourage people 
I'd like to encourage as much as possible. Whether I see my client, um, whether I see um, anyone that I interacted with, whether it's my readers, my listeners, um, everywhere I go, I can see uh, that people have exactly the same questions, including me. The question is, how can I be happy? How can I come back to my natural state of being, my happiness, the meaningful life? Whether people come with... Uh, you know, predicaments of uh, of addictions or, or, or maybe uh, dysfunctional relationships or maybe grief or bereavement. or Everything is actually veiled the same question. How can I be happy again? Well, there is a way. There is a way that we can come back to the natural state of being through the intuition, through the realizing that they are realms, like mystical realms, like this form of unity, all we need to do is just talk about it and practice it, and uh, we will all together, we will all get there one day. Yeah, it's like, um, I really was blown away with Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, many years ago, picked it up and read it, and what he says makes a lot of sense. Uh, Stop living everybody else's dreams. Make your own dream. We've been fed dreams that were beliefs of those who came before us, but that's not our dream. So in essence, what he's saying is follow your own intuition and your own gut because you're plugged in, and when you do that, that's your dream. And following your dream will enable you to be yourself and find your way to being happy because People tell us we need things. Well, maybe you don't need that. I don't need that. Maybe, you know, most of us need very little. Um, but if you're coming from an indoctrination of, yes, well, we need this and we need to do that and we need, 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 not necessarily true. Your intuition will tell you whether you need something or not. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's very true, of course. Just, well, just so, follow yeah, it because... Think of the basics. You know, you need a roof over your head, shelter and food, and outside of that, really, do we need a lot more? No, but we've been sold that we need a lot of stuff. <laughs> so. <Yes>. <laughs> and then when we get that stuff, we think, oh, I wish I didn't have any of that. So <laughs> it's a crazy well, circle. I've, it's I've like... <laughs> noticed the more money people have, the more problems they have, but they don't see it that way. Yes. Well, money is good. You know, love of money is evil, as we know. But money is right. good, uh, prosperity money and everything. Is. And uh, so, yeah, whatever we, we set our hearts on, whatever we want to create, it's okay. Uh, for as long as it serves um, a purpose of connecting and influencing positively uh, the other person. Because I think one of the very core reasons why, we, why we're here as, uh, as humans and, and human souls it's just to influence one another in a positive way. Right. And we know that love is, love is the answer. And when we spread that love, that love comes back to us. Um, I, think, uh, <laughs> I think the Beatles, you know, in the, the very last record and uh, the very, very last song and uh, the very last, uh, last sentence, they said, and the love you make equals to the love you take. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that quote because you know that is so very true. You know, 
And right. we know what happens when we do the opposite, uh, when we resent and um, we are disconnected with with uh, with another. It creates um, frustrations and it can lead to to conflict. Where love is something that is uh, so much more powerful and can unite people and does unite people. And uh, that's why a lot of people say that the whole universe, the whole creation, God, is love. Uh, there's nothing yeah. else than, than this. So we, so we desperately uh, uh, looking and searching for it. And uh, sometimes we think we can go uh, to it when we have all the stuff, when we have all the toys. And, you know, but that's, then we find that it's not true. That uh, what we need is just like just our hearts and our intuition, and so we can explore uh, the the real perception, and not just perception of what what we think it is, but what's really true. Right, the essence of it. The, well, you know, when you think about the essence of love, love was our. First, I mean, where do we come from? We're made from love, and love is where we originated. So that's that's where it's at. And too many people are afraid of love because they've been hurt or their dreams and wishes and desires didn't come true to the way they expected. But really, that's, you know, as they say, we're, the, uh, we're all of those things. We're love, we're stardust, and we're just walking each other home, trying to awaken each other back to the essence of where it all is and what it's about. Exactly. And so the cooperation is the key. The cooperation. Everything in the universe either cooperates or dies. That the flower needs just the water and the sun and it just cooperates. Where um, animals, then they need what they have. They don't need any more. They, they don't worry that there's going to be a, uh, a shortage of, uh, of food the next day. They understand the concept of seasons, that when there is a winter, there is, uh, there is of course, spring coming, and after spring is the, uh, is the, is the summer and fall and, and, and so forth. But somehow, intuitively, those animals uh, and plants and the whole um, living universe understand it. But for some reason, we try to figure out, you know, the way uh, that we think the, the way it should be. So asking ourselves, quiet your mind, asking yourself the question, and you will get the answer in a quiet moment. And there's nothing better than um, address your entity of your heart that you carry with you everywhere. And poetically and physiologically speaking, it's always there. Beating with this one beat started at the beginning of, of our lives, the very, very beginning where nothing was, was formed yet. And until today and forever, until, until the time that we go, that heartbeat is essential for us. And through that heartbeat, we can actually get into the, the, into the realm of um, intuition, uh, mystical realms, and all other realms that we might not even know of that existed. So I would encourage our listeners to, um, to start to practice, perhaps, um, perhaps even every day, uh, and this awareness, uh, this awareness through uh, positive heart um, uh, awareness. Uh, so, what I'd like to do, um, if we if we still have time, um, I'd like to 
give some uh, meditation, hard meditation, uh, that perhaps uh, our listeners would like to uh, take away with them. See, your intuition is right on point because I was just going to ask you <laughs> to do that. Yeah, because part of my job here is to watch the clock. So, yes, please. Um, let's do this now. <laughs> <laughs> so see, this is what happens, you know, when when the minds like minds they start cooperating and and collaborating. That uh, yeah, you, you know, get it, you get in the zone. Perfect. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, yes. Well, what I'd like to uh, suggest uh, is this: um, please make yourself comfortable wherever you are. Uh, you can practice this with your eyes open. Or closed. Of course, if you're driving, preferably uh, you <laughs> yeah. have your eyes open. <laughs> okay. But wherever you are, please settle into your chair and uncross your arms and uncross your legs and release all the tension you might have in your body. Sort of fully sit supported. And now I would like to ask you to bring in attention to your heart. You can focus on the center of your chest, on your heart around the space, around the space of your heart. And just keep focusing on your heart for a moment. Just take easy, refreshing breaths. Breathing in and breathing out. And just imagine that your breath is coming in and out of your heart space. And then imagine that air is coming to your heart, swiveling around your heart, and then slowly going back out. Just try to imagine the breathing this time into your heart. And now, I'd like to invite you to add a positive heart feeling. If you can recall time that you felt good, the situation, the situation to the heart was filled with joy, excitement, special connection, union, peacefulness, especially gratitude. Now, release this situation now. Now, really tap into those emotions that you are experiencing. The key here is to shift from your head to your heart and shifting from thinking the situation to the feeling, the emotion. As you might recall, I was saying previously that the heart is sending messages to the brain because heart remembers just the same, remembers this very event of peacefulness, stillness, gratitude, but in the forms of emotion. So I want you to feel this emotion now. Imagine this time relieving this moment. Continue 
this heart focus, just naturally breathing in and out. You might might wonder, but that's okay. Just gently bring attention back to your heart space. Breathe and recall your positive memory, the memory of your heart, the intuition, the mystical. When you are ready, just slowly bring your attention back to the room where you are. You can open your eyes if they are closed. Just hold on to the way you feel right now. As you go about this evening, or if you are during the day anywhere. And by taking this hard focused breath, recalling positive emotion, you can regulate your emotion right now to stop the drain, the emotional charge, and the charge, the, uh, the situation that uh, you might have in your system. Just now it's all gone. So instead, begin adding energy to, the, to your system. And you can practice this anytime and anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. I hope all the listeners who were listening enjoyed that. I certainly did. And um, we have good time. We've got like one minute left. So, uh, Merrick, give the listeners information how they can find you and contact you. Yes. um, Probably the easiest way is to uh, get on my website or YouTube. And on YouTube, there is a uh, one minute short and uh, but very good <laughs> book trailer uh, under I am a modern mystic, so are you. Or simply um, type my name, Mirek Kanik, M I R E K K A N I K dot com. Mirek Kanik, one word dot com. So um, www mirekkanik.com is my website or go on a YouTube and just put I am a modern mystic and then uh, you'll find my book trailer that can lead you to um, to uh, possibly um, uh, getting into Amazon or perhaps uh, going directly to my, to my website um, uh, the book is available in all formats Kindle, hard and soft copies and it's not a it's not a big book. It's actually um, it's designed for people to take it on a on a on a on a plane or perhaps you know where where they have a few moments before they go to sleep, and uh, just to just to um, contemplate about the intuition about the mysticism, how this can help um, you to view your life as an extraordinary event. Okay, so you are available. Your book, uh, I Am a Modern Mystic, is available on Amazon as well, correct? Yes, correct, yes. Great, wonderful. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much, Meg, for for joining me. And um, good luck with the book. And hopefully we'll have you back again sometime. This is fascinating stuff. That's lovely. Thanks very much, Rose, for having me. It's been a true pleasure. And it's nothing better than start the day you know, off with the uh, with connecting with with people and minds all over the world. How wonderful! How wonderful! And thanks to uh, to, to the technology. But more than this, now the technology is just a vehicle for us to get into the realm of that intuition, that mystical realm, and it's wonderful. And so, thank you very much for giving me that opportunity, Rose. And I look forward to speak again. Yes, thank you. Thank you for visiting. Have a beautiful day, Merrick. Thank you. Have a lovely night. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you all for listening. And Merrick and I wish you all a lovely day and evening, whatever end of the world you're on. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.